Good evening and welcome to Geek Hard, right here on Reality Radio 101. And now, ladies and gentlemen, right to your hosts of Geek Hard, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome to Geek Hard, where we know the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. I am your host, Andrew Young. With me, as always, is a man who just may have finished dinner, or it could be a snack, Mr. Green. Cookies count as both. There we go. There's a man with the perfect diet, Mr. Green, right there. <laughs> oh, We got a great show for you tonight. Before we get into it, we got an email early. Yeah. Our boy Don S. has written in and said, hey, looking forward to the show again. Sometimes I think about dying sucked a three rating. Wow. Well, thank you for being giving us your honest opinion, Don. If you want to give your honest opinions out there, you can always email us at geekcardshow at gmail.com. We'll read your emails live on the air. And uh, we will get into our review later of sometimes I think about dying. Um, we will be as honest as we can. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll have the same opinion. Maybe we won't. We'll find yeah. out. We'll find out. Well, we got a great show for you tonight. Later on in the program, we're talking with actor Jenna Warren, one of the stars of Thanksgiving, uh, the horror film that came out back in November. Uh, it's available on digital right now, and it is coming to Blu-ray and DVD this Tuesday January 30th. So we're going to talk to her about the film and more. Of course, we've also got a movie review coming your way that Don has already kind of tipped our hat to, and that is we're talking about the film Sometimes I Think About Dying, starring Daisy Ridley and former Geek Hard guest Dave Mahesh. We're talking about that. Uh, of course, it is opening in select cities today. And... We also have another special guest with us here right now. Good friend of the show. Last year, he came on to talk about his debut album, Interdimensional. And since then, he got to play that entire album in front of a crowd at the Montreal Comedy Fest. He got to put, bring out a children's book. He's done a bunch of stand-up. He's taught some people stand-up. And we're really happy to have him he won back a Grammy. Here. You know, he's won, he's won everything. He spent some time with the Dalai Lama. Welcome back to the program, Mr. Dan Gallia. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, Dan. That's my new. Uh, that's my new thing. That's my new. That's every time you meet, you just throw that out. When every time you see somebody new or you meet them for the first time, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like creepy clown laugh. <laughs> I think it's working for you. I really do. Yeah, I yeah. met the Dalai Lama. <laughs> so dad's gonna be with us for the next little bit but right now we're gonna take a commercial break when we come back we'll be talking with dan gallia right here gay card reality radio 101 in the highs and in the lows mountain tops and seas below everybody jimmy the short order cook here asking you what's better than listening to geek Hard? answer listen to geek Hard while wearing a geek Hard t-shirt and there's a place you can get them at tpublic.com slash user slash geek Hard. we got a bunch of great shirts there we got geek Hard shirts we got a mr green's tasty meat shirt hell we got a back issue bloodbath shirt for all your geek needs with your geek merch, you want to go to tpublic.com slash user slash geek card. I'm not just asking you. I'm telling you. Welcome back to Geek Card right here. On Reality Radio 101. Mm -hmm. 
And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to the program. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here on a fun Friday night. We got Dan Gallia, comedian Dan Gallia with us. Longtime friend of the show. If you want to send in an email and talk to any of us, send it to geekhardshow at gmail.com. So Dan is, as I mentioned in the intro to you, you've had uh, a year kind of all over the place. You've done some performing, both musical and stand-up in various places. And, uh, you know, also, like, we never, we kind of touched on it last time, but you are the man for the interesting venues. Mm-hmm. The pop-up yeah. shows at different places. And you actually, one show you were producing had its last show just, a, like, last week. Yeah, uh, the Tulip Variety Show, which was uh, my show in a working convenience store that was still opened. And... um yeah, that was my, like, it was a really fun show. You know, like, you you hear that, and you're like, that shouldn't work. You know, like, cash register sounds and people buying things. But that didn't happen. Like, people loved it. And, like, uh, they were, like, such a supportive crowd. And we uh, we packed the place for the last show. And uh, they were selling off the rest of the stuff that they had at the store. Uh, because the store is actually closing down, which is why the show stopped. Yeah. Um, rent is expensive in Toronto. And uh, when you're selling candy and stuff, <laughs> it's hard to make friends. You know what it's I mean? Hard, so, yeah. But it was an interesting uh, venue because everything was on rollers. So when you guys did a show, all the, the all the different like chips and everything like were just kind of pushed over to the yeah. corners, and you had like a complete like setup and stage. That was well. My friend Dana Van Harden opened it, and we like kind of planned on doing shows from the beginning. So that was like on purpose. And uh, she did a great job. It was like one of those things where it's like it closed, but, you know, she couldn't have done any better. And it's just kind of situational. But, uh, yeah. yeah, if you need flowers and Harton and Tossel. Nice. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, is it going to be turned into a condo? Because that seems to be what everything in Toronto turns into. Uh, no, because it's basically like a, a space that's divided into a bunch of places. So oh, it's okay. got it's all it has like an empanada place and an art gallery and stuff. Has a really uh, good sandwich just, shop, yeah. Yeah, good behavior subs. Uh, not sure if we're advertising. Good <laughs> 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 behavior subs. If you want to come on yeah. the show and support us, uh, yeah, we're down. Here, please, but uh, yeah, the place still exists, and they they were like other people were looking at the venue at the place to replace her, but oh, yeah, but yeah, like comedians like Martha Chavez and Sean Collins, like big names in Canada. And in some parts of the world and stuff, they love doing your shows because they say you never know what's going to happen and you never know where the hell it's going to be. Like you do shows on the river. You do- That's <laughs> yeah. my favorite. I love that yeah. idea. You do shows in a garage. You really have the alternative spaces in Toronto down here. Yeah. And I have like a, the capability of doing a show anywhere. Like my car is just a moving show that i can set up anywhere so it's like i've just kind of made it that way and i'm trying to like even like sell this idea to people that want to have shows on their birthday and stuff like that because why not i'll show up and do a comedy show on your birthday if you pay me you know or if you're really special or something whatever but yeah i prefer money um (laughs) yeah money makes sense yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah, like uh, it's super fun, and people just have a good time because it's like a weird thing to do. Like, it's not like when you think about date night, it's like there's only a few things you do. It's like you go to a restaurant, you go to the movies, you go dancing, maybe if like you know whatever. I don't know. I've never been dancing, but you can also now do this weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I love when people drag their spouses to the shows because I always get people coming up to me being like, "Hey, dude, I got dragged here, but." That was awesome. And I'm like, that's the best compliment ever, you know? There you go. There you go, man. You know you know what, Dan? I, I keep listening to you talk like this. I, I, what I immediately start to think about is, like, we need to get you, like, uh, uh, on a GoFundMe or something so that we can get you, like, a cube van. Yeah. So that, so that you could just drive around the city. Instead of food trucks, it's just, you know, it's it's comedy truck. It just moves oh, around. about this for sure. Yeah. It's totally possible because – I actually thought of the idea of like having like the truck be the stage. So like yeah. you just take kind of the stage out and then your background is the truck and the side mm-hmm. of the truck looks like a red curtain. Yeah. See, you I picture that. I picture that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But what I think is in order to, for mobility, 
that whole idea works, but make it look like the Pope mobile. Mm. Make sure you have some bulletproof glass just because yeah. everybody wants to take a shot at you. Yeah. You know? yes. That's for our edgier shows. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. We got some emails in. Ken N writes, was thinking of Mr. Green this morning when I made this. It is a lovely picture of bacon. Mm, bacon. Who doesn't go. love bacon? Right, and, Dan? Yeah. Right? Bacon. This, this is why I knew this is why I always like you, Dan, because you like you and I are on the same page. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We could be each other in a different dimension, honestly. This, this is it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there you go. We got another email from Kelly T, but I'm gonna save that for when we review. Sometimes I think about dying. And Grant S writes in. Oh, they're also talking about some things I think about dying. So I'm going to hold off to then for those two emails. But you've got a couple of shows coming up on February 1st at the Burdock Brewery in Toronto. Yes. Uh, one being Bloom and Funyuns hosted by uh, Al Val. And then after that, it is uh, the All Good Comedy Show that you and Chris Siddiqui and Freddie Rivas uh, host together, right? You guys are like a trio of hosts. Yeah. So like we we basically open the show together and then one of us stays on stage. Uh, like last time um, we rock, paper, scissored to see who would stay on stage. It was a long chose... rock, paper, scissor folks. Yeah. They, it was we a tournament. They were... <laughs> we all chose rock 12 <laughs> times. Uh, and then we all chose scissors uh, four times. And then uh, they just punched me in the face and I fell on the floor and they laughed. And then I woke up and did my set. So that's uh, we kind of start like that. And then, uh, one of us will host the show and then the other two will do sets and stuff. So super fun though. And then Bloom and Funyuns is kind of like a show for people that are, uh, not, not necessarily just new, but like just people we're fans of that are up and coming people that we think will be big, a big deal soon or on the cusp. And, uh, we just kind of, uh, fill that show with kind of fun people. So Bloom and Funyuns is like the pre-show. Yeah. And then all good comedy is the main event. Yeah, we got 7 p.m. Bloomin' Funyuns for 15 bucks, and then All Good Comedy at 9 p.m., $20 online, $25 at the door. There nice. you go. Yeah, we got Chris Robinson on the show, uh, All Good Comedy show, and Catherine Maker, and Claire McConnell, who I believe was a uh, Klingon in Star Trek. Uh, and uh, But she's doing stand-up, not as a Klingon. <laughs> uh, just a weird fact about her. Um, yeah. No, and, you uh, wanted to make sure Mr. Green was listening. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, we have someone else on the show too. Who is it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna die if I don't sell. You said so. Who'd you say? So oh, far? Adrian Fish. That's there. You go. Adrian, Adrian Fish, Fish was the other one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got an email in from Stevie who writes, "Hey Dan, love the Garage Show. We'll be checking out sometimes. Hated the old man." And all of the geek characters. What do you mean geek characters? These <laughs> are no real characters people. Here. There's no characters. Like you want me to bring out? I'll, I'll call the uh, the old man. He's just in the other room. I'll go get him. Old man, come on. Old man, people are calling for you. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? But it's, there's Steve. He wrote in and is just saying, "Hey, oh, well, uh, hey there, Steve. Remember, life is a marathon, not a sprint. So just take your time." I've taken my time, you know, some would say eons, but it's even longer than that. And I've had a good time, you know. Those people will tell you we're not here for a long time. They don't know how to do it. So do it right, Steve. There we go. There's nice Steve. There's the words, you know. It's like, who knows, you know. I could try to get Jimmy the short order cook on Zoom right now. (laughs) What do you want? What Steve E is writing in, Jimmy. And Hello. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Stevie. That's, that's good. How you doing? Uh, I don't know you, but, uh, if you want to come down to Yonkers, maybe start some shit, we'll see what happens. Why do you always go the route that they're actually saying, Hey? Yeah. Well, you know, this is how we say, Hey, in Yonkers, you know, you never been to Yonkers? What the hell? You're just a very angry dude, bro. That's what it comes down to. And you're very so angry. fucking judgmental. Of you, yes. Of you, yes. Yes. You don't know what I've been through. I think you sound like a very nice guy who might have had some things happen to him. And I hope, I wish you the best. I do. 
Who's this fucking guy? I like Sorry. him. He's, he's this cute. Is, this is he's Dan. A good kid. He's this a, is Dan. You're a good Dan. kid, Dan. You're a good I, kid. I appreciate Green, you. Green, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Be nice to people. There he goes. Man, see, see, it's all real people here, Steve. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Oh, my God. But uh, Thanks for the shout-outs on the Garage Show because, uh, yeah, great, fun show. Please come this summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The garage show. And you, what was it? There was another one you did in a park, right? That uh... Uh, that was, yeah, Fireside Tales. Yeah. See, like, that's the thing. You just, here's the thing. You should just follow Dan on all the socials. He's the real Dan Gallia on Twitter. He's the DG special on Instagram. Follow those because you never know what show he's going to have popping up next in Toronto. And it is going to be an experience. That's every time I see you dan you post dan i'm like we're the another weird place it's like i need maps i need i need geography lessons i know which is kind of funny because for me the burdock is a weird place to do a show yeah <laughs> because yeah, the it's most, like the first the most conventional setup yeah. yeah i'm like what is this place i bring all my speakers in they're like we have these already yeah. dude it's like, like we're yeah. a club with the stage what are you doing yeah it's like, it's like i feel like i'm in heaven what? what's happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't have to be your own road crew. That, there you That's go, man. great. Dan's showing rolling in there with his soundboard. He's got his own <laughs> yeah, mics, lightning gear. He's what yeah, do you I what? Got a kayak for some reason. Yeah. They're like, no, it's, it's there's land here. It's all land. Yeah. yeah. So where where did that come from, by the way? The on the on the river one. So um my cousins, uh, Rosaire and Mateus, they um, run a Toronto Adventures. It's called the, that's what the company's mm-hmm. called, and uh, basically they do kayak tours, canoe tours. They were in the winter. They were doing snowshoeing there for a bit. Um, they're just like really cool outdoorsy company kids, and uh, we have been talking about just combining our two things forever because they're like, hey, you should do a comedy show on the river. We'll we'll supply all the boats. And I like the infrastructure and you just bring the comedians and then that's, we did it once it worked. And now it's been like six or seven years. I don't know. And like, it's yeah. just been great. And it's also the time like to it's, music on the river. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly music on the river now, to be honest, because it's, that was such a obvious, perfect pairing, you know, like comedy on the river is fun and it's an experience. Do I think comedy necessarily is meant for the river? No, no. but is music meant for the river? Kind of, yeah. Like, you know, like it's kind of fun to like sit in your boat and listen to some blues on the river. Um, but people leave the comedy show and they're like, that was insane, you know? But like we've done it in the rain out there even. And it's just oh been like God. such a weird show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I every time I saw it, like, for, I remember the first time I saw it and every time since all immediately – it's it's a weird thing, but I always think of Hammy and GP and you know like all 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 the little animals you know from on the riverbank. I just like that's why I immediately think of. I know it's not. I know you guys aren't <laughs> small mammals that are doing yeah, well. They're you medium know, I'm a small mammals. Mammal, I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a weird venue, though. I mean, like I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but like. You know, it's not, it's like the only venue where like you could be about to say a punchline and like and a hawk lands with like a fish in its hand, in its hand, a fish, a fish in what its hand. What kind of hawks are you seeing? Like, Listen, it's it's like Ontario, um, but um, yeah, they're like landing on branches and like people are just looking at the hawk, you know, the, the comedian's like about to tell a joke. You just can't, you can't compete with that, you know, like no, no, you there's can. literally salmon jumping out of the water at some points during the the season My that's God, crazy man. like huge salmon like i'm talking like two foot long salmon like that is a crazy. heckler you don't want to deal with definitely no <laughs> my god not at all now of course outside of these great shows and of course i say people definitely february 1st if you're in toronto definitely want to go down to the burdock you go to burdockbrewery.com to get tickets you get tickets for both shows you'll have a fun night of comedy um, but uh, on top of that, also, you released a children's book this past year, correct? Yeah. So my sister had twins recently. They're three years old now. And they're just about that age where, like, they are getting the books read to them at night. And uh, I wrote a book called The Fart That Lives Forever um, about a fart that has a human family. Uh, his name's Don Chives. And um, he, uh, it's like a story about acceptance. Basically, everyone stares at the family because the dad's a fart. Then they realize that the fart's a nice guy and 
they shouldn't have judged him by his looks and then uh and then uh, people accept him even though he's a fart with a family and and then the family grows old and he doesn't and um uh, yeah because <laughs> he lives forever <laughs> farts live for, they do live forever yeah. at, least, at least mine do they never yeah. leave yeah oh, yeah it's uh it's i've written a lot of kids books recently i haven't published them all I've are they all on them. hot gases um the, no actually i've uh, this is the hot gas series i guess in a way but um yes yeah, the new mighty no, the man that lives forever is available on amazon i actually self-published that one and then i've uh i've written a whole bunch of other ones like uh about like eating too much candy and stuff like that so i'm excited to put those out they're fun well, it's fun to everybody them. eats too much candy that's the problem yeah, I'm basically trying to make sure my niece and nephew don't do anything I did. That's a good call. Yeah, <laughs> you know That's what enough. I mean. Like, I like I had to like lose like a hundred pounds because I just like was I was acting like an eight year old for like twenty years. You know, like I'd go grocery shopping and just get candy. <laughs> you know, and then like someone would like someone I know would come up to me and they'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" And they'd be, I'd see their eyes kind of looking at my buggy, like judging how bad everything is. Yeah. And I'd always have to be like, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm having a party tonight. Or like, you know, like uh, having a bunch of kids over tomorrow. That's why I have so much candy here. <laughs> what are the kids coming over for? Great question. Glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I let people rent my place out for children's birthday parties, and I supply the candy. Can I leave now? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Nothing to see here, officer. Oh, I swear oh, to God. I do got to say, though, it's good that you are getting healthier because, uh, well, I've already lost the uh, the death pool that we started in college on how long is Dan going to live for? I know. Yeah. I, a lot. I picked thing. an early on time because of your previous dieting history. So <laughs> I, know. I was in a bad place for a while too. You could have won. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't, Dan. It's been so good to have you here tonight. I want to thank you for coming on the program, man. Of course you go to burdockbrewery.com to get tickets to the February 1st show. There's Bloomin' Funyuns and Big Fun Comedy, both happening on the same night. Two great shows, one great venue. Go to burdockbrewery.com to get tickets. And, of course, your children's book, The Fart. That lived forever on Amazon. And check out all my shows at dangalia.com, dangalia.ca. I have them both now. There you go. There you go. He's got both of them. Good for you, Dan. Well, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you again soon, and I uh, hope you have a great night, man. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having See me, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Later. Bye. So that was Dan Gallia. Of course, you can keep up with him at dangalia.ca and dangalia.com. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be giving our review of Sometimes I Think About Dying. We've already got a couple of emails in talking about it. It's all happening right here. Geek Hard on Reality Radio 101. Remember when you used to go to the comic shop and browse through the stacks, picking up comic after comic, talking to your fellow customers and the store owner about what books you should buy? What kind of outside people daywalker nonsense are you talking about? I don't go outside. Well, thank goodness for Back Issue Bloodbath with Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Well, we talk about comics old and new. Mostly old. But sometimes new. Every Wednesday, new episodes drop at geekartshow.com or wherever you catch your pots. Check it out and have yourself a good. Welcome back to Geek Card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Uh-oh, cookies. He's having some more cookies there. Mm, cookie. 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 Welcome back to Geek Card Edge Young and Mr. Green here. 
In just a moment, we're going to be giving our review of Sometimes I Think About Dying. Uh, but first, let's get to some of your emails. Of course, if you want to email us, tell us about the movie or what you think of the movie or ask us any questions, just say hey. You can email us at geekhardshow at gmail.com. Kelly T., another longtime listener, writes in and says, Sometimes I think about dying when I watch Sometimes I Think About Dying. Crap. Okay. No mints and words tonight. Thank you, Kelly T. And then Grant S. writes in, Hey, Geekard, just writing in again with my take on sometimes. I am not really a big fan of romantic comedy dramas, but I like this. Maybe a six rating. I did not know a lot of the cast. Some were lame actors, others good. Hated the old man and Mr. Green. Well, he's right back at you. There you go. The old man's going to be here in a minute, so I'll just tell him that he say hey later. There we go. Uh, Now we're going to get into our review of Sometimes I Think About Dying, opening in select U.S. cities, directed by Rachel Lambert, written by Stephanie Abel Horowitz, Kevin Amento, and Katie Wright Mead, produced by Point Productions, Mirror Image Films, Sweet Tomato Films, and Saks Pictures Company, and distributed by Oscilloscope. Oscilloscope. There we go. So here to read the synopsis is our good friend, the old man. Hey. Uh, hey, bud. Hey, I just want to say, uh, Grant, uh, you're special. Don't let anybody tell you any different. You're a good guy. Just uh, remember, live up to it, though. Be a good guy always. That's that's the way you do it, you know? Just be good. All right. Well, thanks for those words of encouragement, old man. Um, let's hear the synopsis. All right. Fran, who likes to think about dying. Oh, so that's who thinks about dying in the sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Makes the new guy at work laugh, which leads to dating and more. Now the only thing standing in their way is Fran herself. Or does she have like an evil, like doppelganger that comes out of her and stands above? And No, just, just her. Oh, this is one of them social anxiety things, eh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, interesting. I, I've never had to deal with that myself, so maybe I'll watch it to find out what that's like. All right. Well, thanks a lot, old man. Eh, no problem. Oh, we got an email in from Sue B, who says, Good evening to my favorite geeks. A three on the rating. Glad to have you back. Happy New Year, Geek On. Well, thank you, Sue. Thanks. And uh, we we enjoy being your favorite geeks. We will try to continue to live up to the title. But now we're going to get into our review of Sometimes I Think About Dying. Mr. Green, what were your thoughts on the film? This is not for me. Uh, it's I think it's really well acted. I I did appreciate the story. I thought it was nice to see Daisy Ridley. Again, do something um, not Star Wars related. I know it, she's done a lot of other things, obviously, but I don't have a tendency to see a lot of that stuff. So this was nice to see her do something a little bit different from Ray, even though she's coming back to Ray. Apparently, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But regardless of that, it was nice to see her doing that. And uh, and of course, our our, our buddy there, Dave Mirage, uh, coming in and and uh, getting some work. You know, working off of her. That that's that's really super cool. Uh, his, uh, his life has been on a high octane trajectory, which is great. Um, but yeah, as I was watching it, it just, uh, it really comes down to this. It is a movie about real life. You know, there's some, you know, some extra bits in there, but I'm like, for the most part, this is like every day for a lot of people. It's not my bag. It's, it's nothing against the film. It's not against the actors. It's just... You know, I like to be in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I like more fantasy. I like more. Uh, sorry, not even fantasy. But I like, they're more a science fiction, sometimes genre, sometimes historical fiction. I like to be isn't the day to day. Yeah. Yeah. I like to be taken away from reality when I watch something. Right. Like, I don't want to. That's why I like a lot, like a lot of 70s films. We've talked about this off offline many times. Right. Like one of the reasons I'm not a huge 70s film guy is because of that 
reality that was big in a lot of the auteur stuff that from out of the 70s all of the golden era stuff like you know like the from the 30s and the 40s and the 50s i'm cool with all that even though it's i know it's quote unquote realism um just because it it doesn't look the same as today you know what i mean like it's okay. it's an era that i can't even think about you know what i mean like it's it's so weird um and i'm cool with that but in this it's plus also man social anxiety is like that was the thing i kept on like i felt bad for fran every time she's like shooting herself in the foot half the time right you know and uh dave's character of robert i was like sometimes you just want to slap him because the way like the stuff that he was saying i'm just like bro like what are you doing yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They are playing very kind of real world down to earth. Like I've been yeah. in a small office before. Yeah, yeah. I've worked in big offices. I've worked in small offices. This movie did a really good job of capturing the mundane nature of the small office and how oh my God, you yeah. have a very small group of people that they have to work with each other every day. So they can't truly be themselves. So they have this faux kind of way of talking in the office. Mm -hmm. And like that's very much felt. You have the Frank character who is extremely shut off and, you know, keeps herself isolated. And, you know, the moments where she's thinking about dying, I thought that the shots were really like they did a really good job of making them look like like pieces of art. Oh, like yeah. Something outside of her, her mind. Yeah, and for the, sure. The introduction of of um, of Robert, David Hedges character, it's like she reacts with somebody who has social anxiety and isolation on like, Oh, wow, this is actually a person that excites me, but it's done all very subtly because it's done very natural. Mm -hmm. I, once the Robert friend dynamic started, I feel like that's when the film really kind of picks up because it's no longer doing the commentary on mm -hmm. the small life office life and isolation and stuff. It's now giving you a narrative to follow. And the the choices that the two characters make, I've probably made some of those mistakes myself. Oh, we well. all have. We yeah. all have at and some so point. I really, I really enjoy because you know this. While this isn't exactly my type of film, this film is much yeah. more my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. You know me. I'm more the. I want to see stories that I recognize and can, you know, relate to and things like that. I don't. I'm not too much into the sci-fi or big stuff unless it's Marvel. That's that's my that's my guilty pleasure i guess yeah. in that department yeah no no for sure like i like you mentioned like i like i don't just like science fiction as you know right but, yeah, but like, you like you like things that are not just the right like like i mentioned you love historical fiction you yeah. love historical like re true stories from history you like yeah. a lot of stuff yeah i do i do i'm, I'm a, you know I'm a, i i i like to keep it open-minded for most things it, i'm just saying it's like to your point, like some of the shots of her imagination about dying and things like that, very well shot, very beautiful. It, was, it had that kind of like magical realism thing to it. And it was just it was very, very cool. And it was it, and it made sense within the confines of the story. They didn't it wasn't jarring. It's just it was a film that just wasn't connecting with me. That's the unfortunate you know reality with this. Right. It's right. like, no, I you know, because like one of the other uh, actors in this Parvesh uh, Chenna, I love him. Oh yeah, Parvis Jenna does a great job as Garrett. I think also yeah. uh, Megan Stalter as Isabel, the boss, mm -hmm. does a pretty good job because she feels like every small town, small yes. office boss I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I think there's some really good, quiet, small performances to the side here. It's great. I do want to finish off by saying that they had probably what was my favorite, like that would be a date that I would enjoy. They go for movie and have a slice of pie. That's, oh, I, uh, that, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is Andrew's going to give this like a 40 out of 10. Yeah. Just because yeah. just because of that alone. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, are you saying people should check it out in theaters? Wait till rental or streaming or skip it all together? Um, I, I think uh, I, I would say barring my personal feelings, I would say streaming. Right. Right. I, I would say if you if you're looking for something. Like that's a quiet film that also has really good cinematography. Mm -hmm. I would say go see this in theaters because it, it looks good on a big screen. But for everybody else, I'd say probably rental or stream. You know what? It kind of reminded me the way it was shot. It kind of reminded, weirdly enough, it remind kind of reminded me of Twin Peaks. I get that. I get it has it has kind of like a similar background, similar uh, aesthetic. Yeah, yeah and, and between that and the like the 
not creepy, happy, but not happy, sad music. It was it was this weird thing that I was just yeah. kind of like, this makes me feel like Twin Peaks, but it's it's, it's like Twin Peaks if they had like a chill day. Yeah, basically. yeah, that's yeah, that's it. <laughs> and less right. murder, a lot less we murder. Have, we have one email here, and then we're gonna go to commercial. We got an email from Carl S. who says, "Hello, geeks. Dan was a good guest. Funny. We'll be checking out sometimes." Hey, old man and Jimmy the Short Order Cook, don't be a stranger. Happy Geek Year. Yeah. Well, none of us, I have a feeling they're going to be with us for a long time, Carl. Don't you worry. They won't be a stranger. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break now. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Jenna Warren from Thanksgiving right here. Geek Card, Rowdy Radio 101. <laughs> Want to advertise on Geekard and be heard by thousands of listeners? It's easy. It's simple. It's fun. Email us at geekardshow at gmail.com for information on our advertising packages today. card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Card, folks. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here. It's a glorious Friday night, and we're going to get on to our final guest of the evening. She is an actor and a voice actor who you may have seen in the film Thanksgiving, which came out this past fall, but is now this Tuesday coming to Blu-ray and DVD. Please welcome to the program, Jenna Warren. Hi. Hi, how's hey, it going? I'm so good. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So uh, Thanksgiving, of course, came out back at Thanksgiving. American yep. Thanksgiving, and uh, it came to digital, and now it is coming to Blu-ray and DVD with a bunch of extra features. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of been like, I, I'm guessing, a whirlwind for you to be cast at the beginning of 2023, and then you guys rush into production, and then within months, it's on a movie screen. That is usually unheard of, especially for a film with this much attention on it. It was crazy the whole process yeah it was within a year less than a year um like even still to this day exactly we still didn't even start filming a year ago today it was like i think march um so it's wow. been a lot in a very short amount of time but like you said it, it's so rare for that to happen so it, we were so lucky that it did oh, yeah. yeah i when i look at your list of credits uh jenna it's it just thanksgiving kind of jumps off the page as it were compared to your other your other work uh, most recently um what was it like getting to work on a horror film when a lot of uh, your other credits obviously are voice work you know especially for kids shows you know here you're doing a pretty gruesome horror film to to say the least as well definitely to say the least um honestly these kinds of roles are my favorite i love to play someone who's so beyond my own reality and so obviously you know getting murdered on a chainsaw is you know not my personal reality <laughs> and I was lucky enough to work with Eli once before a few months ago I did um one of his VR shorts called uh, Trick VR Treat so I knew I knew how to I knew what he was like I knew how to work with him and to get the opportunity to do that again oh my goodness there was no way that I was gonna take no for an answer with this one um yeah, it, it was just a project that I knew I really wanted to be a part of because it's so different from everything that I've done before. Oh, yeah. No, I'd, I'd say so. 
Um, and then, of course, you know, probably reading the script when you first got it, you're like, oh, it's kind of a small town. I know what that's all about. And then it ends up shooting big major scenes in Port Perry, which is like, what, under an hour away from where you grow up? Yeah, literally 30 minutes. I actually ran into some people that I knew who were um, on the like in the crowd for the parade scene because Addison and I drove up to go watch it because it was such like a cool, iconic scene, right? Like, mm. like from his original trailer, we were like, we have to go. And I ran into some people that I that I used to know. And so that was that was such a cool moment for me because, um, yeah, I'm from small town roots, like you said. So that was that was pretty cool because people knew that they knew I was because there was such a big thing going on. And they were like, oh, there's a local girl in it. That's that's not that doesn't happen every day. Wow. That that must be that must have been like a, a like a surreal experience for you to be just sitting there, you know, and be like, yeah, I do. I'm part of this, uh, you know, and I get a really cool death. Yeah. Like, yeah. That actually changed a few times. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, originally the death, um, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can say, I'll just say it wasn't that grand. And then, um, Eli called me and he was like, okay, I have some ideas. And I was like, do it. I need, I like, yes, let's go. And then again, we went back and we added the ear scene like Mm. two months, three months before it hit Mm. the theaters just because like he wanted more. Right. Yeah. That was, that was rough. I'm not going to lie. Well, I knew rough. a kid who actually did that was playing around with them and stuck them in no. his ears. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He, he learned pretty quick that that was a bad move. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. That's great. I mean, you could have saw it coming, I guess. Like that's such a, Oh guys, don't do that. <laughs> don't try yeah. it out. If you see anything in an Eli Roth film, do not try it out. It. No. I want to say he was a small child. It was when I was a kid. It's not like he went and saw the movie and said, I want to try that. Let me see what's going on here. Does that work? I thought that's what you meant. I thought no, you no. I influenced oh, yeah. that. No, no, no. Oh my goodness. 35 year old people just yeah. stick it. Yeah. I mean, you never know. <laughs> well, that, you know what? Honestly, Jenna, that is a fair point. You do, <laughs> The way the world is these days, you never know. Oh, you know? know, but but that's cool, though, like the 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 change and everything like that, because that, that was uh, that's one of the things about Eli's work that uh, his his deaths are and like, you know, and his effects are like usually pretty over the top. And there are like there is some like the the scene at the beginning with the uh, at the right mart. With yeah. the, oh, with... my God. Well, that's the thing. You know, again, you're Canadian. We're Canadian. We've never really had to deal with the Black Friday yeah. phenomenon. But that has always been my nightmare. Yeah. And like watching it, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I feel like is going to happen. Yeah. And he was showing us some videos, um, like us Canadians videos of what this actually is like. And even like Waffle House videos. I didn't know that people fought at Waffle House. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. And so, like, I remember Gabe Tomas when I were like, what? And, like, Addie and Jalen and Milo and Nell, they're all like, yeah, yeah, like, you got, yeah, like, <laughs> you guys don't even know. Like, Nell's like, I only do Black Friday shopping online for this exact reason. Oh, it's my crazy. God. So filming it and then seeing what it looked like after, like, you can't even tell it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. I always thought, I, you know, personally – Four Nights in Hamilton is pretty rough on its own, but you guys shot that <laughs> crazy scene. That's so funny. Yeah, it was four night shoots in a row. It was chaotic. We had so many extras on set too, right? So it was just a lot of bodies to to wrangle, but everyone did such a good job. The energy was so high and like we were shooting long, long hours and it was cold, but everyone was just like, this is the opening scene. Like we have to get this. And so- like, even though the energy, you know, might have dipped at some points, everybody brought each other back up and the extras were so in it. Like, you can even, like, watch them. Like, you, they're acting in it. Like, Eli chooses, like, okay, you're going to act in it. Like, you're not just standing. Like, you have to be a part of this. This is an iconic scene you're filming right now and you don't even realize it. So everyone was giving 110% every single night. And we we had so much fun in the back room, like our little cast room we put chairs together and couches together i think i think addison ordered us cinnamon buns one night and we were all like going crazy we were reading and singing and like oh it was just the best time because that's that's what makes delirium on a night shoot better sugar exactly (laughs) you know it, it happens you just ignore the dip and you keep going yeah it was so much fun it was like there you go 
We got an email in from Steve L who says, Hey, does Jenna like acting roles or voice acting roles better? I love this question. It's, mm, I'm going to say both because it's true. I love very different parts of it. I grew up sort of in the voice acting world because when I was 10 years old, I booked a TV show that was half um, on camera, half voiceover. So it was my first time in a booth and it was so much fun. And so from 10 years old, I've been lucky enough to have a series or two on the go ever since. And I'm 24 now. So that's been something I've been so grateful for. And it's it's such a different world than on camera acting. So now with my My Little Pony, I get to fly out and do conventions. And I'm excited to maybe go to some horror ones, too. Okay, well, let me ask you, you mentioned you've done conventions. Have you met any bronies? Yes. I'm actually flying out to Dallas next weekend to go to a brony convention. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The bronies are still alive. And well, cause 10 years is when the phenomenon really like people took notice of it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, it's good to know that they're still going strong. Good for oh, the they bronies. Are, they're going strong. And they're, I think I got tagged in a tweet the other day. I haven't read it in depth yet, but I think a, a brony, a fan tried to combine Thanksgiving and my little pony like these people are incredible like truly like the most creative brains ever who like thinks of doing this stuff right like oh yeah. i got to applaud them like the dedication is is amazing oh yeah no mashup okay. culture is a forest definitely yeah oh yeah 100 yeah, percent. it's just you know and one of the other things about thanksgiving that i i, I found fascinating especially about your character is that you know obviously horror films are the way they are you know characters come in and you know right off the before you even go into the theater and sit down you know that like for sure at least half if not more of the cast is going to be dead before you leave the theater mm -hmm. and you you go in expecting that and yeah. then we look for the big kills and all that stuff but the one the one of the things about about this film that i really appreciated especially about your character is like there is this fascinating like subplot about uh julia and her and her father and you know and his possible mob connections oh, and yeah. you know and i was like oh what's going on over here yeah julia's dad is definitely definitely someone i would not want to meet in a dark alley yeah yeah like, like did he have it coming i don't know what my dad does yeah like, my my, <laughs> my favorite line that he's got in that is uh is when uh the cop is saying, you know oh uh when are when is the home renovations going to be done and he's like never and i'm <laughs> It's like, yep. don't mess with this, bro. Don't no. mess with this guy. No, his name is Frank and he's an absolute angel. And he was so excited to to come in and work. And we had so much fun together. And yeah, we, we talked about what, what do Yulia and, and, and her dad do? Like, why are they going to Florida? Like, it just, it, just a random trip. Is, is this normal? Is this an every, every month thing? Like what's going on? And then I think it's funny too when Gabe, who plays Scuba, says, "Like I don't know, this is like the longest conversation I've ever had with the guy." Yeah. Right, in which he did not speak to him once. No. <laughs> I don't even think I looked at him. Don't even think he looked at him. <laughs> oh, now, you've talked in a number of interviews that although you enjoy some horror, you're a big Franny cat, and that oh, stuff yeah. scares you easily. If it's okay, I want to delve into what causes this fear of clowns you have. Oh my goodness, you have watched the interviews. <laughs> okay, so this is what I attribute it to. When I was younger, my mom, lovely, lovely woman, she volunteered in our local small town fall fair or fall um, uh, parade. And she volunteered to paint clown mat, clown faces. And I didn't know she was doing this. And my dad took me over to, to go see my mom before, I guess, the um, parade started. And she's like, Jenna, come here, look. And this guy turns around. And I'm like four. And he's in my face. And he's just like terrifying. I don't, it just scares me so much. Like I have nightmares about it. Throughout school, everyone knew that I had this fear. And they all thought I was faking it. Until you see me in front of a clown. Like Jalen and I went to, oh my goodness, I can't remember. We we went to there. What's the museum in LA that has Eli's cut off head? Do you know what I'm talking about? Ooh. No. Okay, well, I, I, I I know it exists. I just can't remember yeah, the name of it. I can't remember what it was called, but we went through, and it's not even a real like scare haunted house. I was grabbing him. I was like, we need to go now. It's just like music that plays and lights, and that's it. 
but everyone knows and on my first day on set uh, we were doing screen tests and I'm sure you've heard this Patrick Dempsey was having a little too much fun meeting all the kids for the first time puts on a clown costume and as we're doing this screen test he comes from behind and I scream and drop to the ground I'm so embarrassed because I'm meeting all these people for the first time it's a screen test mind you which means anything can happen and everyone is like looking at me like what's this girl's problem and they all came to know how true the fear was I couldn't even go to set the day that the clown was doing the really cool kills at the parade because I was yeah. so like oh I, don't do it to me I was, gonna, I was gonna ask about that because it's like yeah i remember that scene and then hearing you say that i was like going oh yeah. i don't think you could handle being on set that day no. i had to like go like this watching it and then like oh i knew God. who was in it after so i was like milo actually got to got to be in that and got to do that little bit so i knew it was milo after which made it even scarier i think um <laughs> <laughs> oh but uh yeah no that's uh Aside from that experience, did you, was it fun working with Patrick Dempsey or has he traumatized you for life? Terrifying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is such, he's such a, um, a wonderful human being, like such a class act. He treated everyone of us like an equal. Um, first day on set, he introduced himself to me. I was like, are you kidding? Hey, Patrick, <laughs> what do you mean? No, but it just, like, it was such a fun environment. Rick was amazing, too. Gina, the Queen, like, Tim Dillon, everyone was hilarious and was so excited to be there, even if they were there for two days. Like, they were just so excited. And that's what I think made this project so special is because everyone was having so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I it just, I, when I saw that uh, Patrick was in it, I was just kind of like, oh, that's, he's not really, like, a horror guy, but... Uh, Let's go for it, right? Yeah. Like, he really wanted to be in it. Yeah, well, he ate it up too. He did like he was crazy. He had so much fun. Like I was it was so cool for people to finally see him, you know, in a new light, right? Like with mm -hmm. a new character being like, Yeah, I can do whatever you throw at me. Like I'm Patrick Dempsey, of course. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you know, obviously you you were mentioned earlier that you you know, you do the the voice work in my little ponies, things like that, you know, like is with all the, the voice work that you've done, is there a character, like an IP that you haven't worked on yet that you like you wish you had an opportunity? What I don't see it this way. Either in voice work or in in act like a sorry, real life acting? So many. Oh my goodness. This is like when people ask you your favorite song. I think I'm so <laughs> I'm so new in my career still that I'm so untouched, right? Like there's so many things that I would like to to try, but if I pick one, like I don't like I, I can't pick one because I'm just so I'm like such a sponge in this industry. I'll, I'll soak everything up. I think I could have fun doing anything. I love action. I grew up an athlete. So it's been my dream to combine my, you know, athletic skills with my acting and see where that could take me. Would love to be a badass superhero one day. I love I love screaming. So, you know, if anyone wants to cast me in another horror movie, <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> there you go. Just. No clowns. Uh, no clowns. No yeah. clowns. That, oh my gosh. Imagine if it's like my breakout role and then it's a clown. Like, I might have to turn it down. No. I'll have to go to <laughs> therapy or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, ah, man, this is a really promising role. I guess I'll just have to traumatize myself immensely and just go to therapy a lot afterwards. Okay. Like, it's such a real issue. <laughs> Well, I, I know it is because Jenna, we, me, and Andrew have a have a friend who is also deathly afraid of clowns. Like, which, and I grew up with some people that would talk about it, and I, like I don't personally, mm -hmm. but I have my own phobias, so I can kind of under, I yeah. understand like how it can because I I was driving and a spider came down in my car one time. Yeah. I nearly I nearly crashed on the four hundred one, like because I yep. was it just you know like you're just I not expecting it. I get it, dude. Like when the it auditions came around for the series, ooh, I mean, I put a tape in, but like, I think my fear crept through. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, she's really good. She's screaming. She's scared. Well, she's not supposed to be scared at this point. This is just. You're just yeah. doing your makeup. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this way, you see, for me, I'm not scared of clowns. I'm just probably just scared of juggalos. 
That's the insane clown posse fans are probably the scariest yeah. people. That's I've fair. Ever seen. That's fair. Yeah. You know. <laughs> See that one's because that's more real world. It's like they they mm. take it seriously. They yeah. they want to scare the crap out of you. So there you go. I don't go to Halloween haunt at Canada's Wonderland. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, well, no circuses. Yeah. No, you know, none of that stuff. Mm-mm. Unless Eli Roth, unless Eli Roth is there, then I'll I'll do my best to make Eli it work. Roth is going to write a whole clown <laughs> movie specifically for you. That's you know I feel like him and Jeff would absolutely throw that together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. the is wheels it... are turning already. Yeah, for yeah, him. He's, exactly. He's thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So, so Jenna, like I just I, I that experience because I've heard a lot of actors talk about Eli uh, and how he is to work with. Like, you know that he is such a fun guy you know and, and just really opens it up but you know what was, was what can you just talk about your experience working with Eli he's incredible like he brought out so much confidence in myself that I I knew I had but I didn't know others saw if that makes sense mm-hmm. and he trusted me with a, a really iconic kill that you know like yeah my character dies but you have to be able to die like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know it's not an easy thing but he's just, he's so supportive, really collaborative. And yeah, he loves to have fun. And he, he like I said, is very collaborative, but he sticks to his vision, which I really, really admire. Like he he allows us to have our say, but he sticks to his vision. Um, and yeah, he can make me, you know, I can, I can bleed again. I can, he can throw puke on me again. That's fine. I'll do it. It's just, it's always a good time. And truly he created such a utopia of a set where he did his casting incredibly well. We were inseparable the whole shoot. Like when we weren't working, we would drive to set. When we weren't wow. working, we would hang out and go to get lunch or, or go to a workout or we went to a trampoline park one day. Um, Even after just, that movie? Wow. That's... Yeah, uh... yeah like it, just so much fun. He, he's he's a, a wonderful person and, and he's terrifying in the best way possible. There you go. That's, that's a good. That's a good that's compliment. A nice compliment. Yeah, terrifying in the best way possible. You, yeah. Eli should put that on his business card. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see in his brain, but he has a beautiful, messed up brain, and and I love him for it. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, yeah. Jenna, I want to thank you for coming on the program tonight. Really enjoyed Thanksgiving. Looking forward to, you know, what you got coming up in the future, both uh, voiceover and live action. Um, and, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed the work. So Thank thanks you. for coming on. Thank you both so much. This was so fun. I no really problem. enjoyed it. Well, the next time, next big project you have, definitely come back on. We'll definitely. I'd love it. to. I'd love to have a great night guys. Thank you. You too. Have a good one. Bye. Bye Jenna. Bye. So that was Jenna Warren. You can check her out in Thanksgiving. The film is coming to Blu-ray and DVD on Tuesday with a bunch of bloopers, deleted scenes, and an hour, over an hour worth of extras. So definitely check it out. And it's also currently available on digital, so you can watch it there as well. Mr. Green, we've come to the end of the program. Yes. Tell the good folks where they can find us. Sure can. If you like what we do, you can hear you can find more content over at patreon.com slash geekart. If everybody does that, thank you. You guys are awesome. Additional content is always available through YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Yes, even Pinterest. Search Geekart Show on any of those platforms and you'll find us there. Of course, check out our website, geekartshow.com, for more news, reviews, and the podcast version of this very show, in which if you didn't listen live, it's available Mondays after 2 p.m course if you're super forgetful and i totally understand and appreciate that the best thing you can do is what andrew is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice and while you're there leave a five-star rating and review absolutely and of course if you want to continue the conversation with us you can always email geekhardshow at gmail.com i want to thank jenna warren and dan gallia for coming on the program for mr green and for yuri all the way back there in the booth and for listeners like you this is andrew young saying if you're gonna geek out you might as well geek hard on reality radio 101 thank you for listening to geek hard with your hosts andrew young and mr green right here on reality radio 101